thing we have to fear is fear itself. My balls are hot. My balls are hot. My balls are hot. My balls are hot. After this, there's no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. And welcome to another episode of Whiskey, Beer, and Conspiracy Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Big Country. As always, on the other hand, it's me, boy. And Chris. That's right, a little Aaron Neville for you guys tonight. Uh, Chris, glad to have you back, man. We missed you last week. Yeah, you know, I just... just ah, whatever, who like cares? So, I didn't have just it. didn't feel like being here. I just <laughs> didn't have it, guys. I'm not going to come here and give you a half-ass effort. And I didn't have it. I was The whole family was under the weather. I was fighting stuff all week last week. So, And I was getting prepared to go on my mandatory vacation. That I've earned. So you have mandatory I, vacations? No. Nah, well, we get if you get over hours, they start forcing you to take some time off. I'm not, I'm not there yet, but uh, I was, I, I'm ready for a little break from the, uh, the public. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. I mean, um, with how much you actually work, Chris, I've like you're like indentured servants, and then you're right about like right, right, right about right. There. Yeah. Yeah, the only difference is you get paid a little more, I guess. But I do get paid well. I I, I will never have a disparaging word about the the, the pay. Uh, some days we earn it, and some days we don't. Uh, some days we don't get paid enough, that, and uh, <laughs> some days we uh, we get overpaid. So it's a uh, balance. Checks Don't ever and balance. tell them you're getting overpaid ever delete in that. your life. Yeah, delete that, dude. <laughs> yeah, I can bleep. I'm gonna bleep that out because that's <laughs> basically a curse word in my book. Um. Yeah, but anyways, guys, um, truth hooligans out there that are listening to this episode, we've got a very special guest on the show again. Uh, last time we had him on the show, uh, great conversation. We got into some voodoo, hoodoo, some paranormal activity. So joining us again on the show tonight, Mr. Dark Waters. What's up, guys? What's happening with y'all? Y'all doing all right? Oh, yeah. Doing all right. Doing all right. Yeah. Best we can, you know. Yeah. Man, I'm kicking back. I got a nice cigar lit. I'm ready to talk. We there can we talk go. about whatever. We can go whichever direction y'all want to go into. I'm 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 100 bout it, bout it like Master P right now, man. Yeah. Oh, I, I dig like it. it. I dig uh, it. Make say, uh, nah, nah. <laughs> I think it should be mandatory that we have cigars during the episodes. I think that uh, Big Country needs to cut, step up his game and. Send them, send us out some cigars. Are you allowed? Well, I, oh, I'm allowed for cigars. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, man. Whenever we're in the same location, we're in a studio. We can make that happen. Although my cigar will be rolled with Mary Jane. <laughs> do you? Do you? Do you? Do you? Yeah. Yeah. Legal. Yeah. Hey, Not did in our y'all state. See the documentary on uh, on Rick James, man, that came out. Mm-mm. I did not Bro, see that. I bet, I bet you have it, got to see the Rick James. Doc. Rick was <laughs> wow, man. Everything Dave Chappelle on the Dave Chappelle show was true. Rick was <laughs> wow. I was I'm sitting there watching that like, nah, man, this can't be real. This can't, he can't be this kind of person. Rick James right. was wow, man. Right. Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, Chris, God, we got you down. Chris is allowed cigars. Got it. Um, I'm not sure how Boya's wife would feel with a plume of a cigar smoke in their office, or my wife in our bedroom. 
but um, we'll run him by. We'll run by him, see what happens. Yeah. This is a um, safe space. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it's better to ask forgiveness than permission. I'm just going to throw that out there. That's right. <laughs> you heard it first, judges. You heard it first. <laughs> Man, listen, crack a window. Mm-hmm. And it's all going to float in there, and it's going to get sucked straight out the window, bro. Yeah, I swear this out all the time. When we get through with this interview, I'm going to open the front door. Hopefully, the mosquitoes won't come in. If they do come <laughs> in, that's a sacrifice that I got to make. <laughs> I'm going to get eaten up. But guess what? All that smoke will be gone in like five minutes, and then yep. I'll be getting bitten up all night by mosquitoes. <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I think one of the most prominent things said in our generation by uh, the one and only Theo Vaughn is we all have our own Vietnam, you know? (laughs) That's what it is right there. Um, Now, Doric, let me ask you, man, because this is something that Boy and I had recently talked about. Um, Doppelgangers, right? Um, Mm -hmm. I have a picture of mine. And we've told this story before on the show. We saw Boyas at um, a Five Guys in San Diego. Chris has a freaking twin. So the three of us all have doppelgangers. Now the picture Does the twin that was count, though? Does a twin count? Twin don't count. A doppelganger is a spiritual yeah. entity. Like if you just see a dude that look like you, then that's a doppelganger is is something completely different. Okay. Like they got plenty of dudes in the walls that look like me. So I <laughs> then I haven't found mine yet. Yeah. I'll, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll work on it. I'll work on it. Uh. So where did you get the picture of your doppelganger at? Okay. So this I've I've had this picture for ten years. More than that. Uh, now, the picture was sent to me by, at the time, my best friend from grade school up. It was so convincing, Dark, I didn't know it wasn't me. Damn. Because when I saw the picture, I was like, who is that girl? I've never dated that girl. I've never been on a bridge that looked like that. They were in, like, a city. And he's like, dude, that's not you. And I was like, oh, my God. I sent that picture to my mother, and she's like, oh, she's pretty. Who's that? I'm like, I don't even know who the guy is, Mom. <laughs> And you gave birth to me, um, but I, I, I've, I've always had that that picture, and it's it's weird because like I have like a little freckle or mole right here on the right side of my face. He's got the exact same one, similar haircut, similar smile, teeth structure, nose, everything. I grow a better beard than he does, but um, and Were you ever abducted when you were a kid. I fucking hope not, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> That might be your clone. <laughs> I, can, I, I can't tell you if I have or haven't. If I, if, I, if, I, if I did, it was a delightful time because there's no past regression issues there. But now Boyas, we saw at Five Guys in San Diego, and we were sitting outside eating a group of us, a group of the friends that we have. And I looked over and I said, Boya, why is your doppelganger eating inside the restaurant? And he turned around, and I thought he had seen a ghost. He was, was so pretty, convinced it, yeah, by it. Yeah, it was pretty wild. I was like, if we touch, then the world's going to end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all the, all the, shit the streams are going to cross like a ghost. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's going to collide. Yeah, man. It's going to start. be like uh, Thanos snapping his finger. Exactly. Well, um, I'll tell you guys. Um, so I'll give you an example of doppelgangers. There's a guy that works for me, um, and – this happened earlier this year. We're on the phone um, working on a, a story, and I'm trying to coach him through how to take this person's real story and develop it to where when he tells it, it's going to sound good. His nephew comes in the room. You hear his nephew walk in the door and says, hey, I thought you were just outside across the street. 
He says, no, man, I've been right here all evening on the phone with my big homie talking. Nah, bro, I just saw you across the street. He says, man, I'm telling you, I've been sitting here, so now I'm on speakerphone. Nah, bro, we've been talking for the past hour. You ain't see him across the street. No, screw that. I'm telling you, I saw him across the street. He gets up, walks out the door with me on speakerphone, and they go out into the yard, and sure enough, there is a person that looks exactly like him standing across the road in the woods, like on the edge of the woods, and it's this floodlight on the backside of a house. And that house is real creepy and weird anyway. I'm sending you guys a picture of it. There's a floodlight that's on the backside of the house that like kind of shines over the fence and illuminates like this part on the side of the road. And it legit looks like him. They're like, oh, he's like, holy crap, that's me standing there. And then it disappears. That's Damn. a doppelganger. You know what I'm saying? Oh, mm-hmm. um, shit. <laughs> sometimes people experience that. And then the other time when people experience doppelganger, it's really that person's guardian angel that mm. the other person's seeing. Because most people mm. don't realize your guardian angel looks just like you. Oh, but nonetheless. Shit. So you'll see a person's guardian angel, except for most times they're a little bit bigger, a little bit sturdier. Yeah. Um, and that they'll say, oh, man, well, you were here. No, you saw the angel that is with me, which looks like me. And Damn. so those are the two time periods where you see the doppelganger normally is freaky and scary with either some black eyes or some glowing white eyes. Mm-hmm. The angel just looks just like you, straight mm-hmm. up, except for you know it ain't you because you're sitting right there. Yeah. Yeah, I saw this video, <clears throat> and it was uh, from the interior of a house. Dad's I was just going to bring that up, dude. Yeah, I think you sent it to me, right? Yeah, I think I did. Yeah, dad's sitting at the desk, and he you see the door open. And then all of a sudden you see, you hear him speaking to his daughter, and he's asking her questions. And the way he's speaking would lead you on to believe that she's answering, but you can't hear anything. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the refrigerator door opens. And he kind of peeks his head around the corner after a few seconds and says, hey, would you close the fridge if you're done? The fridge closes. And he's still talking. And then all of a sudden, his daughter walks through the door. And he freezes up. He's pale. And he's like, "Uh, how did you get back outside? And she's like, what are you talking about? And he says, I was just talking to you. You just walked to your room. I asked you to close the fridge. You had the door open. told you to close the door. We talked. She's like, no, I just walked in the door. And he's like, are you fucking kidding me? And he's like, I'm shaking right now. I don't know what the hell just happened or who I saw, but there was a girl in here, looked just like you, sounded like you. And he goes, I'm going to check the cameras. And there was nothing on the camera. You can't hear anything. You see, you know, the activity, but you can't hear a word. Mm. And the way (laughs) you can tell, like, if it's a good, so the the experience that the person has, like that Mm -hmm. feeling that they get, if it's a feeling of fear, yeah. um, anxiety, then you know it's something that's not good. Okay. Um, off rip. So it's it, you can always judge what's around you in the spirit realm based on how it actually makes you feel. Right. Period. Like I was tell y'all some crazy stuff. This is like uh, Saturday, maybe Friday night of last week. I'm working on a story. Um, using for a comic book using ai mid-journey right where it okay. automatically generates the the images mm-hmm. and so i get to this point in the story where i wanted to i have to give it commands to draw um choctaw witch doctor mm-hmm. and so i do one i'm like oh that's pretty wicked i do another one and they just keep getting worse and worse and worse Damn. i'm like all right this is not cool like these things look demonic bro I, I get past that. I'm like, all right, there's something wrong with this. I keep it moving. 
and I see out the corner of my eye this black shadow, like it's standing next to me. Nope. I look, and I'm like, oh, that's not good. And then I get this feeling over my body. Like, I know it's a spirit that's there, but it's trying to make me afraid, which is real hard to do at this point in time because I mm -hmm. know what I got that protects me. So I start praying. I'm like, Father in heaven, listen, I don't know if I'm supposed to be dealing with this this AI. Maybe I summon something because, you know, I don't know what the deal is. But look, forgive me for that. You know, what am I doing wrong? Because I, I know for a fact, without a doubt, unless you send in some way, shape, or form, they don't have access to you. So right. I don't even worry about them. I go, so I, I do a prayer. It doesn't go away. I say, okay, this is ridiculous. I get on my knees, start mm -hmm. praying. It doesn't go away. I say, okay, I must have did something really, really wrong. Get on my face, and I start praying. And instantly, whoosh, goes away. Well, yeah. the next day, the next morning I get up, and I'm praying, and I'm like, okay, what did I do wrong? Why did this happen? And it was because it's a tool to be used, not, um, don't treat it like a, a remedy. God, treat it like a tool. So right, no right. different than a hammer, no different than a wrench, no different than any of that. Mm -hmm. Don't you don't let it just create for you. You right. have to use it as a tool because it's going to give you whatever the hell it wants to give you. Mm -hmm. And that was a spirit. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, which was just wicked and weird and crazy, but it was a freaking spirit. Yeah. So it's one of those things to where if you understand the spirit realm, I knew it was something bad by the way it affected my body and how it made right. me feel and how to try to make me afraid. Just like, I know there's angels here without a doubt, mm -hmm. hands down. I know it. And when they're around, I'll see something move out the corner of my eye, but I'm not afraid. Cause I'm like, okay, that's one of them dudes right. roaming around, but I don't feel afraid. I can see something like move down a hallway, but I don't feel afraid at all. It's just yeah. like, okay. Hey, Hey buddy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's, yeah. just, it's a matter of how it makes you feel. Um, and some, some people will say, well, I don't know the difference. Well, then you need to start praying so you can get the difference. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Do you think, do you think that, uh, that generated or manifested because of the type of image you were trying to create? Yep. Because it's <laughs> okay. exactly what I was asking it for. Yeah. Okay. Oh boy. That's, uh, tickles your kicker the right way. Hopefully. <laughs> um, now. Now, real quick with the doppelganger, as we get to a, a, some more in-depth topics here, um, with what Boy was describing on the video that it captured, or, or didn't capture, I guess you could say, um, would it be not out of the realm of possibility that the modern technology can't capture those images, even though we are in some way connected to the spirit side? So we're actually seeing those things, but then on the camera, there's nothing there? Yeah, it could be that. Um, it could be that. It could be... See, we don't know the person. We don't know anything about the background history of the dad that was there. Right. Mm -hmm. So far, we know that dad could have been seeing things his whole life. He could have the gift of sight where right. he sees things. We don't know what it is. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, mm -hmm. To answer the question about the cameras, it's spotty on cameras. Because, bro, you can go to YouTube channels and see where they catch crap on cameras all the time. But yeah. then there's other times where they don't catch it. So it's kind of spotty on that as it pertains to cameras. I'm not sure how it works. Mm -hmm. um, I yeah, know yeah. Um, I've seen orbs that we caught live on camera before. And then when you zoom in on the orb, there's a face inside the orb um, Ooh, when it was on live shit. streaming video, right? So uh, I'm not sure exactly how that works. I don't, I'm not even sure if I really want to know how it works because I don't yeah. want to be recording none of them, you know? Good yep. call. <laughs> Good call on that. Exactly. Mm -mm. Hard pass. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and Chris, I know you were um, 
demonstrating your urge to actually do an investigation of a haunted place, right? Is that right, Chris? Is that yeah, right? I'm, I think I'm down for something like that. I think it'd be. I'm. Remember, I'm a skeptic. I'm. I'm. I have to see it and and experience it to really be able to put my finger on it and say, yeah, I, you know, I I'm believe it. You know, and I, I, I think I told the story that I, I had someone come and visit me in a dream when my grandfather passed. And that was as clear as day. And I still remember that as vivid um, as it, the day it happened. And, you know, so do I believe that there's spirits around? Absolutely. I've felt the same kind of thing, feelings that you talk about, Dark, about, you know, the good feeling. If it's it doesn't bother you, there, it's it's like right. to me, it's not that big of a deal. But I've had those feelings where something comes over you and it feels bad. You feel off something's mm -hmm. wrong it's just not good the hair in your back of your neck stands up and it you feel uneasy there's something going on you know i've had that in interactions on contacts on stops where someone that looked as meek as you could possibly be but you, I, you have this horrible feeling like something bad could happen mm -hmm. that's not that's not normal that why am i feeling like that you know we and i learned to trust those instincts and those feelings you know i can end a stop Real, real. If I get that off, off feeling like, hey, something's not right. Hey, you know what, bud? I stopped you for whatever. I'm gonna give you a verbal pass to you. Have a good day, sir, and be on your way. You know, mm -hmm. because something may be going on that I don't. In his trunk. Yeah, he <laughs> probably, probably. Yeah. Nice yeah. job, Chris. <laughs> Hold on, though. Let's let's talk about it. Saving it's, lives, bro. Saving lives. <laughs> Every day I go out there, I try to save lives, my man. But okay. at the same time, my number one responsibility is to keep myself safe, so I go home to my family. And if, if I stop someone that's done, has five bodies in there, what's a sixth, right? I'm going to do everything I can to prevent it. But like I said, there's things that are outside my control mm -hmm. and the paranormal or supernatural, whatever you want to say, if something's on that, some evil, am I equipped with the, the tools that I have to be able to fight a demonic being, right? Maybe not. So that's, I'm going to do my job regardless, but at the same time, I'm coming home every night. I'm going to keep my partner safe. I'm going to keep myself safe because if I open up a can of worms to some demonic battle or whatever, and mm -hmm. my, my next partner rolls up and he's trying to save me, but he's going to get got by the same thing that got me. I mean, am I doing my job? So mm -hmm. it's all, how many times have I been in a, a pursuit with someone driving like a, a complete maniac? Am I going to put the rest of the world at risk? because this guy's speeding didn't want to stop because my lights came on probably not i'm gonna use good judgment sound professional judgment so i got to do that on a daily basis it's it's the battles that we're ready to, to to fight you know right now 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 dark with the with the paranormal aspect of of what you do with your show and and all the stories that you have and i'm sure you've got a plethora of them mm -hmm. um it is it um or I should say this like I should say it like this. What if somebody like never experiences something from from the the paranormal side, or they believe that they never have, or they want to believe but they haven't seen anything that would would convince them enough that they have seen it? Um, are you less susceptible to interaction with with that side um, if you're a skeptic or not open to it? No, I mean, so the spirit realm functions whether you believe in it or not. You know right. what I'm saying? It don't. It doesn't need you to believe in it. Yeah. You know, in order for it to affect your life and affect your world. So there's, from my experience, there's people who um, who never have any encounter with anything because it's kind of like somewhere along their bloodline, there's a storage 
of like um, prayer and grace. Like somebody in their family was so prayerful for their whole generation that mm. they covered them the way nothing goes wrong with them. And I've seen Damn. people like that. Then there's other people like down here in New Orleans, some of the guys I've done business with, somebody in their bloodline did a deal with the spirit right. that allowed them to prosper through their bloodline. So no matter what happens, they always prosper. And they just dumb, backwards thinking people, <laughs> but they always stumble into a million dollar deal. Yeah. Everybody's like, how he got that deal? And how is this? No, because his great grandma did something that positioned him like that, right? Okay. Um, so I tell people all the time, it doesn't matter if you believe in it or not. Those are the rules of the game. Everything happens right. in the spirit realm before it happens in the physical realm. And if you want to win the game, then you need to understand that, like, you can run across, um, let's take the scenario that Chris was talking about, right? You run across a guy, pull him over on a stop, and you just feel like you like this person. You know, this guy seems like he's a great freaking dude. You know, mm -hmm. he seems cool, blah, blah, blah. Man, I can't write this guy a ticket. And you, most people never wonder why. Why is yeah. this dude, why is this dude, why do I really like this dude? Why does he come across this way? Somebody in the spirit realm did something that made him that charismatic. Mm, yeah. That just such a powerful attractive personality it could be from the good side it could be from the bad side but that's what happens then there's okay. other people like there's times when i go in a barber shop and i'm like oh i'm leaving up i'm getting up out of here i'm like waiting in here because somebody in here is a murderer and it feels mm -hmm. like death in there like oh no no what the bye-bye but you feel it you can sense it then you find you look around and look at people chris you know this you look yep. in a man's eyes and you'll see, you'll see the eyes that have nothing there mm -hmm. it's like Bro, I don't know what you've been doing, but you have no soul. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And he can just be sitting there saying nothing. So mm -hmm. the spirit realm affects everybody. Those who don't believe are the people who fall victim to it the most. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why I was going to say to Chris, you know, if I'm you, I'm not really doing no ghost hunt unless you understand, like, the, the true rules of things, right? So when you go into a place that's haunted by just going to that location, having the knowledge of it that it's haunted, you already come in agreement with everything that's there. You knew it was haunted. You made a decision to go to a place that's haunted. So you agree with what's there because you decided to go there. So yeah. now, okay, it's up to discussion what they want to do to you because you, they like, nah, he knew this place was haunted. He decided to come. If I smack he, him upside his head, that's on him. Yeah, he. I opened up the door, so uh -huh. it's fair, he's on fair game. Fair yeah. game. Yeah. You know? That's that vampire lore, dude. They gotta ask permission to come in. Yep. Yeah, and I um that's why people tell me all the time, ADW, we're gonna do a haunted investigation. The hell we are. <laughs> <laughs> not today. No, not no, today. not me, bro. Not me. But what if you ever go to a place that's haunted? I don't go to no place that's haunted. There's no right. need for me to go to a place that's haunted because I know it exists. Like what do I yeah. need to convince myself of? And if anybody's had sleep paralysis, or if anybody's seen um shadows out the corner of their eye or if anybody's heard their name called in the middle of the night and they were home alone and heard somebody call their name these are all things that people experience right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you ought to know that there's something more going on in this realm than and that's just basic simple simon stuff that everybody experiences over yeah. time then you know there's something there so oh, yeah. um when i run into people who say they don't believe and i really start asking them questions they've had encounters where stuff has happened they just don't want to talk about them or they're more so they don't want to acknowledge that something happened. Mm, then they'll get yeah. to talking and be like, well, you know, my grandmother said this and I remember this happened at my grandmother's house. This happened at my grandfather's house. And that's their way of kind of putting up a wall to block it out. 
Right. Like, well, I don't believe in that. I'm a skeptic of, okay, you, something done happened to you, bro. And it's mm-hmm. just a matter of talking to them until they decide they're going to share it with you. Right. And is it, if they close, if, if they close themselves off, is that a kind of a form of protection? Cause you kind of talked about it. If I went into like a haunted house, I'm opening myself up to the, the, whatever they have in store for me. But if you're closing yourself off, are you forming some kind of protection on yourself? Uh, to keep that experience as minimum or to just out of your mind? you Is that some kind of way of uh, protecting yourself? I don't believe so. I don't okay. believe so at all. I, so if we're talking about a realm of the spirit, then you need protection from a spirit in the spirit realm. Right. You know what I'm saying? And the highest spirit is the spirit of Rogue Hakodesh, which is the Holy Spirit of the uh, Most High God, Jehovah. That's my protection. So when I go someplace, I know I'm protected. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, my partner Dave Schrader, me and him had a conversation we did an interview um, last month or two months ago, but prior to that, we did interviews years ago. And I remember doing an interview. It was may have been coast to coast and we was talking, and he was like, "Well, you know, when I go into these environments, I, um, you know, I, I clear my mind, I clear my space, and I, I believe that I put myself in a bubble where nothing can hurt or harm me." Well, since that time period, he's been on multiple TV shows where he's been attacked by spirits. Yeah, one where he was knocked down or pushed over by a spirit. When he was on the Hoser Files, he had another one where he was on the Devil's Perch and something hit him in the stomach till he had to go to the hospital. And I'm like, okay, bro, you you can't clearly can't protect yourself from that spirit realm with happy thoughts and happy emotions. That's just not how it works. You need some protection in that realm. And people get that protection from multiple ways. Some people get it through sorcery. Some people get it through witchcraft. Some people get it through charms. Some people get it through herbs and spices. And But you're going to have to have some protection. And that's just how it works. Or if you really want to experience the worst of the paranormal, which is what I've advised people to do that was like, I don't believe nothing you say and I can go anywhere. I said, well, I'll tell them. I said, listen, whether you believe in God or not, there's a hedge of protection that's around you because you were a child of God and you were born on this planet. You have a hedge. I said, just pray and ask your hedge to be taken down, all protection to be removed, and for you to experience what happens without any protection. And you'll see. And one person took me up on it, and he went to the house that was haunted, and his exact words were, I was walking in the kitchen, and the refrigerator moved from where it was and moved eight feet. So imagine the giant refrigerator sliding eight feet. And I said, bro, you didn't have men protecting you. And he was like, I tried to open the door. The door wouldn't open. Oh, damn. I'm like, there you go, bro. You don't have no protection. Would have pissed myself immediately. That was a funny See? conversation because he was like, well, how do I get it back? I would imagine it's harder to get it back than it is to get rid of it, right? Yeah, it is. Because you just still got it. I don't want your protection. I can handle yeah. some on. He's like, all right, buddy. You you bad. I see how this work out. For you. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know it's, a, it's a bit of a slight if you're like, get this shit off of me. Yeah, me. I don't need no help. Okay, buddy. You yes, real yeah. bad. Yeah, those experiences too with with hearing noises in your house or you know even the stories of like the skinwalkers that try to mimic a loved one yeah. by calling for you out in the woods and or stuff like baby, that. Baby's cries. Baby's crying. Like yeah. See, that's why because like very rarely am I home by myself if my wife ever goes out for girls' night or something like that. But I think that's another reason subconsciously I keep Dragon's Breath loaded in my shotgun. <laughs> to shoot a spirit. I'm, yeah, I'm thinking that like it'll, like it'll catch the manifestation on fire, you know? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> motherfucker. Um, no, but... Um, Full Dean so, Winchester out here. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> We've got seven in the house. 
Um, so, you know, you're, you know, let, let's put it this way. The UN never knocks on my door. Hope you brought backups. Yeah, but, but what about the, but what if it's a fucking entity though? Well, <laughs> if you get past dragon's breath, I figure I got whatever's coming to me, you know, <laughs> like I dipped, I dipped a shotgun in holy water and sent there dragon's breath. towards the dragon's that. breath. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you need some John Constantine in your life as well. True. <laughs> um, so, now I don't know if we ever sh- shared this on the show. I can't remember if we did or not. But, Dark, shortly after we did the episode, you called me on my phone. And we had a conversation about a discussion you had with a partner of yours about Boya's prayer bead story that we had told. Yeah, how did that turn out? Whatever happened with that? I would let boy. I don't. I this is your yeah, everything's realm. Been, everything's been trending up, man. My my family's been safe. We've been blessed. You're um, cursed, dude. You're cursed. Fuck, I mean, I don't have I don't have any complaints. You know what I mean? I, actually, as a matter of fact, yesterday I was just thinking about how blessed I really am. And you know, I might not be the richest man on the planet, but I am perfectly happy. Plain, right where I'm at. You know what I mean? And nothing can make me more happy than seeing my wife and my kids with smiles on their faces and food in their bellies. And we feel safe. We feel secure. Um, yeah, I mean, everything seems seems Gucci so far. I like it. Well, that's good. I mean, if you're happy with it and it, it didn't, it wasn't no concern and it didn't hurt or affect you or harm you, as long as you know and understand what it was, then it's all good. Yeah, well, see, and that, and that was that was something that I sat down. I had to kind of sit down with myself, right? Because I told my wife uh, after Big Country um, contacted me about that. And so we kind of just went over the things that that we are thankful and blessed for, the things that we know that that we couldn't have earned on our own. You know what I mean? The things that we know that God has helped put in our lives, and and um, and then, like I said the other day, you know, there's those times of reflection where you're kind of sitting by yourself, and you're kind of like, "Damn, I I do have it kind of good," you know what I mean? So, um, I think I think I would like to think, even if it was something that was meant to be um, malevolent, I. I pray as often as I can. I should probably pray more, but uh, I think we all could probably use a little bit more prayer. But I, I pray as much as I can for God's protection and uh, for him to protect not only me, but my family and those that I love. So I, I feel like it's working. <laughs> and uh, as since, since it feels like it's working, I'm not going to stop. So, Do you mind if I ask you a question? Absolutely. I don't mind. <laughs> absolutely, I fucking. How dare you? Absolutely, absolutely. You're not fucking. I'll make a statement before I ask yeah, yeah. the question. So, no, God is an office, right? Mm-hmm. You you do understand the term God is an office. So, right. when you refer to God, who are you referring to? Yahweh. Okay, good deal. Awesome sauce. All right, as yeah. long as that's that's no, good. That's I know because names have meaning, right? Mm-hmm. And and this is a conversation my wife and I have um, pretty often, especially about the scripture, because. Uh, I think it's important that people use God's name and, mm-hmm. and uh, I feel like it has more power. Right. Um, oh, and if you're going to use, going to use his name, you got to use it right. Same with Jesus. Uh, Yahshua is Jesus's true name. And or um, Yeshua. If you wanna and, the apostrophe and on it. 
I know all about the apostrophes in the name. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> okay, Shaboye. <laughs> but but uh, you know, I, I, I think it's important to to use the Lord's proper name when requesting anything. Um, so yeah, that's 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 what I throw in my prayer, sprinkle it in there. Awesome sauce. Well, for the record, yeah. there's seventeen hundred and seventy-six names that refer to God, Yahweh. Jehovah, Jehovah mm -hmm. Nisi, you know, Jehovah Shammah, but yeah. there's a whole bunch of names, but as right. long as that, I had to ask that question because most people get things twisted and they'll sit there and say, well, you know, I pray to God and I'd be like, all right, well, God's office, what God are you talking about? Yeah. yeah. And, and there's a lot of God. amazed <laughs> at what comes next. Yeah. So like, holy crap, bro. I did not know I was talking to somebody who was praying to Apollyon. Like what yeah, the hell exa is, why exactly. are me and you talking right now? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, so it's, it's important to distinguish, you know what I mean? Because there are a lot of right. religions that offer a lot of protection to a lot of people. So, mm -hmm. you know, you need to make sure that you're leaving a voicemail on the right one. <laughs> right. Yeah. And well, and then sometimes you get the people, if you ask that question, like, okay, who's your God or who do you pray to? And they'll say, God, okay, who, which God? And they'll be like, well, I'm a Pisces. And so oh, no. I pray to the <laughs> goddess of uh, henna tattoos and ear gauging. And if I center my chi, like I have my ears gauged too, but I'm not, you know, throwing shade. But there's some people out there that that, that is what they determine their god to be. Yeah. And they place that at the same level as, um, as the god that we are talking about right now. Mm -hmm. So... Um, yeah, it's really interesting that um, there's that dichotomy in society that I think has been perverted on purpose. Um, and I think we're seeing that manifest even more every single day that these last three shitty years. Oh, bro, these have been some horrible years, bro. It, it does <sighs> not feel like three years, man. This is why I play Sega a lot, guys. It, it, feels, like it's been, it feels like it's been at least six years. At least. Bro, it's been ridiculous. Ridiculous, bro. Yeah. I went to go buy eggs the other day. I'm like, I'm about to get some eggs so we can have some bacon. I walk in, eggs is seven dollars and yeah. seventy four cents. I said, What kind of super chickens is making these <laughs> eggs? And it's, right. it's ridiculous. You know, the bro, the thing that kills me about that is this whole situation. The people who voted in that direction, when you mm -hmm. say to them, Hey, bro, listen. You know, you don't think you screwed up? No, I'm so glad we had to hit him out of office. Like, bro, you paying seven dollars for eggs, homie? Yep. Are you crazy? Yeah, like, everything is ridiculous? up. Ridiculous! Everything is up. Like, what are you talking about? And it's amazing because people don't want to be wrong. Yeah. No matter what, they just don't want to admit that they, it's okay to be wrong. Oh I man, I made sure. a bad decision. I screwed up. Exactly. Bro, if That's you how you learn. That you made a bad decision, bro. You will screw your entire family. Now we got wars. Yep. We got freaking. Uh, Train derailments. <laughs> we got scientists crashing out of the sky on the yep. way to check on, bro. From Clinton Airport. Come on. <laughs> yeah, Dark. Come that on. was something you brought up before we kind of started uh, rolling here. You said you wanted to get on the topic of train derailments that have been taking place. What's What's your perspective on it? It's sabotage because Absolutely. we got an open border and ain't no telling who's doing it. But when you got everybody, mama running across the border, clapping, singing, kumbaya. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure some bad guys came in. Oh, yeah, we're going to destroy this place. Then the yeah. day, bro, you saw where some dudes firebombed the police facility in Atlanta today. And Damn. Yeah. Like, bro, the ball's on you. The kahuna's on you yeah. to go and firebomb a police facility, a training facility. Yep. And you don't get murdered? Oh, man, come on. Wow. It's insane, man. 
Well, and, and we kind of did like an emergency episode, if you want to call it that, on the train derailment, um, especially the one in Ho- that happened in Ohio where the um, toxic waste was being produced. The first one. The, yeah, the first one. Because <laughs> um, uh, it, was, it was at a request of a follower of ours who's been listening to our show, and he asked our perspective on it. And I said, well, to be honest, it's it's hard to gauge how much of it is being orchestrated or, or, or pushed in that direction, right? Mm-hmm. Our infrastructure is shit. Uh, I work for some guys that work. I know some guys that work for the railroads. They say the same thing. They don't let us uh, check the tracks. They don't let us check the, the, the knuckles on the train cars, nothing like that. It's get them in, get them out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those guys get, no pun intended, railroaded by the companies oh, come that on. they work for. Yeah, I'm here all week. Too easy. <laughs> Too easy. I'm, here, I'm here all week. Yeah. Um but if you look at everything that's happened within the realm of just specifically that derailment, right? You have, you have the toxic fumes, you have the pollution of the water, the pollution of the soil, you have acid rain coming down. Mm-hmm. Um, they're telling you it's safe to drink the drinking water. They're going knocking on doors, handing out $1,000 checks to keep your mouth shut with an NDA. And, and that, that uh, one site, Real News No Bullshit, have, mm-hmm. They have people saying this. They came to my door yep. with an NDA and a thousand dollar check. Yep. And a thousand dollars sounds like nothing to a lot of people, mm-hmm. but in that particular region, a thousand dollars is that's a lot. A few months worth. Yeah, they were. Of... They were. Yeah, they were talking to a guy there, um, and they asked him if you don't mind how much you make an hour. He said, uh, "Make about eight dollars an hour." So you could imagine someone showing up. You're desperate. And they got a thousand dollar check, and you don't have anything. Mm. Um, yeah, it's pretty tempting. You know what I mean? Sure. Uh, They'll probably and, send you a ten ninety nine form in the mail, though. But yeah, they they got to get theirs. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> the, I guess the biggest the, the biggest sure. thing that I see with the the train derailments it's it's not just the train derailments, it's the the food plants that are going up and smoke all I over. I was going to get to that. Yep. Yeah, it's 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 like an orchestrated events like all over you know you got you brought up the eggs you have uh this chicken flu that goes through this whole country well that that if they get it they have to kill 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 all the chickens if one gets it they have to kill all the livestock that's in their their farm that's insane because you're talking about some of these places that have millions of chickens and if one gets it they got to kill off their whole flock and are done and you wonder why prices are skyrocketing and it's Mm -hmm. the food it's the the produce it's the farms that are being bought up by china it's all over it's not even that it's also the feed that they feed these animals yeah you know they're they're feeding chickens uh uh they changed the the feed that they give the chickens and the chickens stopped producing eggs and then people started you know the, the the shit they're getting from tractor supply to feed their chickens all of a sudden Chickens haven't laid eggs since beginning of summer last yeah. year. And That's why you let them free people, range. Well, people started changing their feed, right? They get goat feed or they get oats. And then uh, table scraps are, are very good for chickens. And all of a sudden, they're producing again. Uh, Dark, I recommend seeing if you could find a chicken farm in your area um, and buying eggs from them. Because I'll tell you, we, we, my mom and I and my dad have been going to this chicken farm to get eggs. You get 18 eggs for about five six bucks and oh Mm. yeah and 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 they're brown they're brown and Mm. they're 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 all natural completely organic 
Um, and they're making a killing selling 18 eggs, you know, a, a flat of eggs for five to six dollars a pop. The line is out the door. And and this family farm is extremely happy to do business. Yeah. We try to <laughs> we try to steal eggs as much as possible from our um from my sister and her husband. They've got a ton of chickens out on their property and and that's the best eggs that you're gonna get. Oh, yeah. It really is. The, the yolk looks different. Yeah. Bro, it I looked it up better. while you were talking. Thirty eggs for twelve bucks. There you go, man. <sighs> bang, bang. Go. You, you go gangster, homie. Thank there you. you go, man. And it's right up the street. I'm going to holler at them tomorrow. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and, and here's the thing is is to look at that situation and everything that was surrounding it, right? As we were saying, the livestock. If you look at Agenda 2030, mm-hmm. which they can seize land that has been deemed uninhabitable because of some toxic exposure, which is basically what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, then you have the push for green energy. Mm-hmm. Well, let's get rid of trains because they're dangerous. They derail all the time, and there's right. toxic chemicals, right? We can we can avoid uh, catastrophic events such as that if we have driverless vehicles and driverless semis. Mm-hmm. And then you can't even eat the fucking food that they're growing and drink the water, so they'll move you into a location where they have plenty of bug patties for you to ingest yeah. 15 and, minute cities as they call them yeah, 50, yeah so and and they're trying to do that i think in detroit i think mm-hmm. it, i read recently but you'd kind of have to be in the realm of um i think a crazy person to not mm-hmm. look at that and assume that there's some sort of conspiracy going on with it yeah especially when you have dark like you were mentioning six independent scientists mm-hmm that were flying out there because they sent a scientist out there to test the water. And he's like, no, it's great. Turn to find, come to find out that guy was hired mm-hmm. by the train company. And they said, that's a little bit suspicious. Yeah. Light, right. A little bit of conflict of interest on that one. So six independent scientists are flown out there and the fucking plane crashes and they yeah. all die. Of course it left from Clinton airport. But <laughs> the body count I, on them. I mean, like, how obvious does something have to be before you start asking questions? Now, I'm not yeah. saying you need to put on a tinfoil hat and question everything that you see during a day if you're new mm-hmm. to this. But what I am saying is, isn't it a little suspicious at the very least yeah. that this is taking place? And I understand that derailments happen a lot, right? Just like I car like accidents it. happen no. a lot. Um, not like this, though. Yeah, not like this. And their response should even be more suspect. That independent researcher that's going out there and testing the water said that he hires a private security team to follow him everywhere he goes Mm -hmm. because he's been a credible witness in a lot of these uh, environmental cases. Yeah, even Aaron Brockovich was out there, dude. Yeah, when I saw Aaron Brockovich on the news, I was like, it's going down. Yeah, it's, it's going down. Aaron Brockovich that came back out, it's going down. Yeah, she came yeah. out of retirement for this. Yeah, I'm waiting for down. I'm waiting for Johnny Cochran to show back up somewhere. He's been cryogenically frozen somewhere. Right. He's like, Your Honor, if the trail doesn't derail, you have to acquit. <laughs> but I tell you, bro, the thing that gets me is the people doing this. They're so crazy and hell bent on on trying to achieve their agenda. I don't think they I don't think they get any feedback from the ground up as right. to what it's actually doing. Because you can only create so many events before the sheep will actually pay attention. And exactly. they're starting to pay attention because they're sitting there saying, Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We got we got 
Kim Jong Un shooting rockets up in the air again. We got a war in the Ukraine where we're about to go to nuclear war with Russia. They got we got trains derailing. We got borders wide open, and yep. it's just too much for their minds to ignore. Exactly. And so, I, I believe that they think that what's going to happen is you're going to overwhelm them. But I'm starting to see people say, "Man, something wrong." Yeah. I, I don't know what it is, but something wrong, and this is not right. And they're starting to wake up to it. It's yep. just a slow process for people to wake up to it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's it's a hard pill to swallow. You know what I mean? Because the people who are like, no, everything's cool, everything's cool, nothing's different, everything's just getting reported more or what have you, um, they're comfortable just living their life and, and, and going whichever way the water goes, you know? But now, like you said, there's so much happening, it's hard to ignore. And all of this stuff happening at the same time, it's, there's no coincidences. So uh, if there's ever a time to kind of put on a tinfoil hat, it's right now. Cause you gotta, you gotta pick one, right? Whether it's the food supply chain, whether it's uh, train derailments, natural disasters or war, like pick one. If, if you can't handle them all, just pick one. Bro, mm-hmm. they already got tinfoil hats on. They just don't realize it. Nope. Mm-hmm. In my it's, opinion, bro, if it's so many people that they have like a small piece of the puzzle, well, right. you know, I, you know, I was reading where, you know, they said that the vaccine does this, this, this. And when they first started, they said it was safe. Now they're saying this. I'm yep. like, mm-hmm. Okay. mm-hmm. Keep digging. Keep, Keep digging. digging. But you got your hat on. You know yep. what I'm saying? They just don't, we got big old 10-gallon <laughs> cowboy hats on. They just got a little bitty, they got a little four or tinfoil hat on, a little small little pirate-looking hat that you That's make right. from a piece of paper. But they're getting there, bro. And yeah. when they all get there, as they keep pushing them forward, is where they, the people, those people are going to have the problem. The only thing that it scares me is, bro, it's like these people are going for broke. They're like, mm-hmm. you know what? Screw this. If we get caught, they're going to kill us. They're going to yep. whack us. So we're just going to do it all. And it's like they say, we're just going to do everything yeah. at the same time. I feel point. like it's almost, but they think that they can overwhelm us so much with so much at one time that it's going to be too late before everybody goes, oh, yeah, this is a bunch of crock mm-hmm. of shit. We got to do something about it, and it's going to be too late. We're already going to have nothing, and we're happy about it. You know, they're going to have their agenda accomplished, or they're going to have us sitting there eating bugs because there's no food left, or whatever they have. Have it, you know, the plans that they have for us. It's just is. I, I think it's too little, too late. I think people are coming too slowly. Yeah, well, I think I think they uh, I think they underestimate how the majority of the country truly feels, right? Mm-hmm. Because we know that the media spotlights a small group of people and they're the ones that get the voice through the media, right? So it seems it's this giant echo chamber of whatever the left is doing. And we have those echo chambers of the right as well, but they're not as loud as the left. And whether, you know, you hate the right or the left, I think there's a a huge majority of people that just want to be left alone, live their lives and... Uh, that's the roadblock that they're going to run into. You know what I mean? People who just want their families to be safe. They want to live and and be happy. Uh, they're starting to step on some toes now, you know, and I, I think they're underestimating the, the force of those people. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you 100%. I don't think they've come to the realization that, bro, I don't care what plan you got. I don't care what you try to do. There's going to be a segment of this population that if you hurt and harm their family members and Mm -hmm. kill people around them, they're going to dedicate everything they have to come in to find you. 
It don't yeah. matter what bunker you in. It don't matter. They're going to dig you out. They're coming for you. It don't, it, it's, it makes no sense because you can't take everything from someone and then expect there not to be any retribution. But what it is, is those are people who've never had a fist fight. Mm -hmm. Those are people who've never um, had a heartbreak by a woman or a girl. It's like they've been insulated in their mind. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, I can do these things to people. They've yeah. never been around. They never had a friend that was they were sitting next to one on Monday and by Wednesday they was murdered. They, they mm -hmm. never experienced those things. So they don't understand the real aspects of human nature. Human yeah. nature is, no, bro, if you start taking stuff from me, I'm going to eventually take something back from you. You might mm -hmm. get away once. You might get away twice. Normally, the third time is a charm, but mm -hmm. you might get to the fourth time, and then all hell going to break loose. Mm -hmm. And that's what they're going to see if they keep on pushing. And you can see it already kind of happening. Right now, people organizing a fight back in a political way, but yeah. they keep on going, bro. It's going to yep. end bad. It's going to end sure real, is. real bad. Yeah. yeah. Well, especially <laughs> when it comes to things like the vaccine and stuff like that that are... Uh, people are, are still not willing to accept the fact that the vaccine was not what they told us, which is why from the time of its inception to the time they released it, we said on our show, and we never faltered from this, don't fucking take it. Yeah. Well, right? you you want to hear something crazy that I, I just read today? Was sure. that I think it was the Moderna CEO. Um, they were basically like, oh, yeah, they never – Moderna actually, Moderna and Pfizer never had the virus in hand to create a vaccine. Mm -hmm. So that leads me to COVID doesn't exist at all. There's mm -hmm. no, it wasn't leaked from a lab. It wasn't created anywhere. <laughs> um, the, the fact that they developed a drug to treat a, a virus that they never even had in their hand to, to try and test this, you know, vaccine against it to see if it actually did work or not. They said they did all this shit on a computer and then just hit print. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so, these vaccine companies, these drug companies, all these politicians um, from city level all the way to the federal level, they're complicit in harming millions of people. And there are still people who say, if I die tomorrow because of the vaccine, I know it was a it was a good choice that I made. Uh, it was my contribution to humanity. That is Stockholm syndrome, 100 yeah. um, percent. Stockholm and, cognitive dissonance. Well, and, and not to mention um it was like the director of public health in, in Great Britain. He said uh, there's uh, communications between him and, and the this. press. Basically him saying we need a bigger push to get people vaccinated. Let's just say there's a new variant. So now people are scared and we'll tell them that uh, that vaccine is not working and we have this other vaccine that will work. And that way we can scare more people into the clinics and get them shots because I haven't met my quota yet. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. So 100% COVID never existed. Yeah. Um, and and it's all fake, especially now they're coming out and saying, yeah, we think the lab leak theory was right. Nah. Yeah. Oh, well, and, and two points to that. And, 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 and it, you know, we've, we've talked about this on the show before, but when we had um, Shadow Band podcast on our show, and he told us about this red flag alert that came out on the CDC's website in November of 21. Yeah. That said, after the first of the year, do not use the PCR test anymore. Yep. Because it can't differentiate between the flu and COVID. COVID, yep. Yep. So for every person out there that said that I got sick, I took this test, it said yes to COVID, COVID exists because I caught it and it said so. Yeah. Now means that all of the positive tests. Mm-hmm. Could have been a false positive. There's no way you could 
say for sure that they are, but that means every positive test should have been negated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No one caught anything, and and we've said, that, and and other people's have, people have said that COVID was the flu rebranded. Yep. I think the reason they're pushing out this lab leak theory now is to generate more hatred towards China for when they do start the war in Russia. Mm-hmm. Now we're at war with China. Smart. And of course we can blame China. Well, the reason you know we're going to war for all these things, and then. They'll just say, well, remember, they were the ones that let the virus out that killed your grandmother or whatever, you know. Right. Um, I think it's just a big control of the narrative. And, I mean, there's so many things that have been happening in this past few weeks, months, just in the first of the year. Like, Dark, what do you think about the the disclosure of all these UFOs that they're admitting to and we're seeing and capturing now? I feel like that was a distraction from something else. I, I, I don't remember what was going on at that point in time. Oh. When the UFO disclosure came out, that's right when the, the client Ukraine list. war was, wasn't it? The client list and the Ukraine war was really yep. starting to kick up. Yep. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, now they want to talk about aliens. What's, I just ignored it. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. let me see what else is exactly. going on. Because yep. all of a sudden, you want to tell us there's aliens. No shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was, that was also around the same time that the uh, attorney general out in, um, yeah, Jason. No, it was tropical Art. islands somewhere. Yeah, shoot, I can't remember. Uh, got fired because they wanted to to press Pfizer about what was really going on, and they filed a lawsuit. Uh, so they flew out there and fired them on the spot. Um, the same time they were going to disclose all these UFOs and shit. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, they're still they're still you know piggybacking, quarterbacking for for their big pharma uh, drug lords. Um, did you guys see the rant by Woody Harrelson? Yeah, it that was, was awesome. his opening monologue in SNL, <laughs> and and people are mad. You know what I mean? But people. Well, people we all are... watched Demar Hamlin die on live TV. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, thought that was weird, bro. So he dies live on TV. Yep. Nobody really asks any questions. He finally comes back out. They won't let him go in front of a camera. Mm-hmm. We're not sure if that's him that walked into the game that one time. And yeah. I think he ended up doing one interview. Then he said he couldn't talk about. Exactly. Yeah. I'm mistaken. He said he couldn't talk about what yep. happened to him. Yeah, I don't want to yeah, talk about that. Jason, I don't want to get yeah. into that right now. I don't want to get into that. Yeah, they asked, what did the doctor say to you as to why this happened? And he said, I don't want to get into that right now. Which that tells you right there what happened. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, yep. If you look at the, well, we've seen it. It's the, the young, fit, you know, athletes that are, they put their bodies under immense amount of stress. And then they come and have a random heart attack. You're telling me that a 20-something-year-old peak athlete is just gonna drop because of a his heart's bad that's bullshit it's the the mitocarditis they're they're calling it sads they're calling it sudden adult death syndrome and they're they're trying their hardest to normalize a young healthy person's heart exploding in their chest negative and and they're 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 uh who who was (laughs) who was the guy the country that said um yeah did you know that there's a stroke season that was a dude in canada yeah Yeah, and he's like yeah he's like it's right after flu season yeah and i'm like dude come on you're you guys are trying way too hard to push this narrative into oh these things are natural no it's not natural for a a young healthy person listen a lot of the countries across the world have banned shooting this fucking drug into anybody that is uh under the age of some of them change but most of them are under the age of 30 or under the age of 60 Right. You don't give them that because it's going to kill them. And there's a reason why they're doing that. Um, 
but they're still adamant. The CDC just added it to their recommended roster of uh, vaccinations for children. Not so going to happen. No, not going to absolutely not going to happen. My kids, nope. And that's, that's what right. parents have to do, bro. Yep. And and I and it start it's getting to that point. I'm gonna tell you, I think what really did it for parents was the child pornography and them freaking mm-hmm. kids' books, bro. Yep. So I was parents spazzing out. Like I'm like, finally. You yep. know what I'm I I when we were talking a little bit earlier, I was gonna say that I think that that's the tipping point mm-hmm. of for the the world or us to wake up is when they go after the kids with the pornography and the school teaching, you know, the let's transition my five-year-old, my kindergartner, he's obviously thinking that he's a, a, a woman wants to be a woman or the parents that come on there. My kid, before they could speak, we knew that it was, he was going to be transgendered. You get the fuck out of here. You are, you're get off the Kool-Aid. You're crazy. And I think that's people are very protective of their own. But if you mess with their kids, it's on. Yeah, I mean, it's a different fight. Yeah, it's it's, it's ridiculous. I, yeah. I watched a video today of, of this Marine guy uh, and his 11 year old son uh, picked up a, a book in his library that was right by the, the front door of the library. And it had uh, sexual content in it. And, and he's like, why? Why is this even in a book that my 11-year-old can have access to, let alone the t- he brought in the, the school, um, high school curriculum book mm-hmm. that talks about oral sex for boys and to give to other boys. As, and he's like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, if, and the, the thing that's crazy is they'll tell you children are sexual beings, right? I, if, if, if I made a dirty joke, in the workplace, I'm fucking gone. Yeah, but it, but bro. these these children, they got to sit here and listen to these teachers. I will choke somebody out, mm-hmm. and this is where parents are gonna have to get to. You lay up around here, like my goddaughters or one of my godsons. I'm gonna choke you out if I find out that you teaching that to the one of them in class. Yep. I'm not gonna do it in school. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna follow you home, and I'm gonna choke you out in your driveway. And yep. that it's just gonna be that you're gonna go to sleep night night playing <laughs> around. And yeah. that's what's gonna have to happen to people because this is how you know all of it is evil. And I've mm-hmm. said this plenty of times as it deals with the spirit realm and paranormal, evil always targets children. Yep. And that's how you know it's pure and utter evil. So when you start seeing children get targeted with that, you know it's nothing but pure satanic, Luciferian evil. Period, yep. hands down, time to fight. And if you ain't fighting, you need your buck. And that's all it is to it, bro. Yep. It's pure evil. Because only yep. an evil person would say, yeah, let's sexualize a kid. Are yep. you yep. crazy? There's there's no business for it. There's exactly. nothing. It, it is. It, it's evil. It's evil to target kids that are innocent uh, and, you know, allow this grooming with the drag shows coming in to do performances for kids to normalize, you know, pedophilia and everything else. And it, it's just awful. It's disgusting. I would, I would never have thought that this is where we would be you know, 20 years ago before when, right when I started having kids 20 years ago, thinking that, you know, something like this could be, you know, my kids could be exposed to it. I would never have thought that it was possible. I would have called you, you know, you're, there's no way that we're going to allow this to happen as a country. And it's the, the constant undermining of the social structure of the family unit and try to break down to get this gain of separation of the family. Mm -hmm. Um, through the, the children and the predisposition of normalizing sexual content. And it's an, 
It's in Disney. It's in every show on Netflix. It's all over the place. If you open your eyes, you'll see it all over the place because I can't tell you how many times I sit down with my wife and we put on a show and we're like, we can't watch this. I could, I could never allow my kids to watch this. We can't have this on in the background. And family matters, saved by the bell, tool time, um, (laughs) fresh Prince of Bel Air and you're good. And that's all you need. My son's going to vicariously live in the nineties. So that's (laughs) the best thing to do, bro. That's the only thing you can do. Yeah. You know, the worst thing about that whole situation is, um, from a Luciferian, and this is not to say tandy, this is from a Luciferian occultic perspective. Mm-hmm. Like, when they put out the vaccine and they put out the documentation at the same time, since that if you took the time to read it, you knew that something was wrong with that vaccine because all the documentation came out. There was a lot of early warning. Mm-hmm. When people take that vaccine and they die, and I'm going to circle this back to the children, but I want to use this as an example. They put it out. And when you don't do what you're supposed to do to stop them, then in their minds, you're held spiritually accountable because you had a choice. So yeah. now when we chunk down to children and you don't do anything, they they feel themselves, they're innocent. They can do yeah. nothing wrong. They just put it out there. You let somebody do that to your child. You mm-hmm. let them over-sexualize your kid. You let them put that in the library. Mm-hmm. If the parents will go in there and take the books out of the library and burn them, it wouldn't be no com. Every time you buy them, we're going to burn them. Somebody going to yep. get locked up. All right, we're going to put money together to bail them out. Yep. Okay, that's a done deal. But yeah. as long as we sit back and just let people run amok, oh, bro, they're going to run amok. Just like these yep. these people are like the bullies in the neighborhood, like the in, in my neighborhood. Like we had bullies that would just run amok until somebody just whooped them. Yep. You know what I'm saying? You're going to have mm-hmm. to whoop them one way or the other. I ain't, and I ain't talking about physically put your hands on them. I mean, yeah. whoop them in the sense of, um, you're going to have to push back on them and say, nah, bro, exactly. we're not doing this. Because it's a very, very small part of the population that's doing this foolishness. Yeah, it is. Yep. It is. Yeah. What's really remarkable, too, is I recently saw this video where uh, somebody got in trouble at, at, like, a school library or something like that because there was a um, some type of drag show that was put on for children <laughs> out of this library. And there was this uproar in the community. Now, there's a, a short video of it where you can see somebody was filming. Um, and if you look in the audience, there are actually some, like, toddlers there. Now, toddlers is a, is, is a range, right? Right. I shit you not. There was a mother in there with, like, a baby, like, chewing on a teething ring. Jeez. Now, in in my head, I have to ask the question of, what mother looks at their baby and goes, Hey, you know, Johnny, Hey yeah. little Johnny, would you like to go to a drag show today? And he's like, <laughs> and he's like, that sounds like a yes to me. I wouldn't want to assume <laughs> that he didn't want to go. Yeah. Right. What, like the, the argument that this is coming from a political agenda is true. Mm-hmm. But there has to be something else driving this because Politically just doesn't make enough sense in my head to how crazy it is. Yeah. I, I, I believe that it's, it's not politics necessarily driving it. They're using politics as a tool to, to get it in where they want it. Right. Um, so then if you attack the curriculum per se, then you're attacking the board of education and no one does that. Right. Um, but I think the whole idea, especially when you look at historically how, 
Marxism and socialism is, is implemented into cultures, they need to destroy a generation first. Mm-hmm. And the, the easiest way for them to do that is the kids are, are out of the household, uh, away from you, longer than they're with you. If they can get their hooks into the children, desensitize them, convince them. You know, you have teachers and counselors and principals uh, telling these kids that the the weird thoughts they are having, they need to explore. Instead of saying, hey, man, you're, you're an adolescent. You're going to go through some shit. You're going to feel a, a different kind of way for uh, quite some time until you figure it out. But just let it run its course, right? Maybe you're not a boy. Maybe you just like to play football, right? They're they're telling them, no. If you're a boy, if you're if you're a boy, we need to start you on uh, hormones. We need to get you in a chest binder, and we are going to change your pronouns, and we're even going to call you something different. But if you discuss this with your parents, it could end bad. So keep it between just us, right? So now they've cut off that communication between what's supposed to be, you know, the the safety net of a household and they've limited it to some strangers in a school. And you have no idea what these teachers and and counselors and shit are talking to these kids about. And they're giving them material on how to have same sex and Mm -hmm. and they're Mm -hmm. giving them material on how to have gender affirming, uh, you know, um, surgeries and things like that. And if they can destroy the majority of that generation, then there's no coming back. Yeah, right. I saw well, the parents have to be parents. Too, and the parents yes. got to be parents. It's more and, important now. Like when my sons went to mm-hmm. elementary school, I can call my son from the back. I stayed on his campus yeah. in elementary school. I would come my lunch break from doing construction. I pass over there. Go see him. Mm-hmm. I'm just making my presence known. Yep. If parents just make their presence known, all of that stops and ceases exactly. to exist. So part yeah. of it is parents needing to be parents and they need to be because, you know, majority <laughs> of their childhood, the whole time a kid is a child is you raising your child, which essentially yep. is programming your child mentally so that they won't deviate from exactly. your programming when they enter into the world and they get confronted with all the rest of the programming of the world. And yeah. so a lot of that has been outsourced because of feminism has been outsourced outside of the households and schools mm-hmm. and all the rest of this. But nonetheless, you can still do it. You have to be present. And exactly. and it's just a matter of it could be ten parents, ten male. Pa- it needs to be the men too, by the way. Yeah. Ten men that say, "Okay, bro, every day of the week it's five days out of the week, bro. We gonna rotate. I'm gonna pass through the school on Monday. You are gonna pass through the school on Tuesday, Wednesday, yeah. Thursday, Friday. And bro, all that foolishness is gonna stop. Just peeking yep. on your kid, peeking yep. in yep. your kid. Hey, son, how's it going? What's going on, bro? Them people will poop their pants. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm gonna bro, sit down and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna randomly come in, sit down in the class. What are we working on? What? How are they teaching? Let me see how you're presenting material to my kids. What material are you, are you presenting to the kids? You know, see that uh, the the interaction, but way the teacher handles himself with the kids mm-hmm. and how they treat the kids. You know, as they're presenting the material, are they teaching my kid math and history and English, or are they teaching them they critical race to a fucking pride flag or? Correct. Yeah. Correct. Mm-hmm. What are these teachers doing? You know, that could be in public school. That could be in in private school. You never know. Even in some of the private schools, they're getting oh, yeah. away from a lot of the the basic, you know, core curriculum stuff, and they're presenting shit. And you hit the nail on the head, Dark, when you said it starts with the parents. The parents lay the foundation, mm-hmm. right? The kids are gonna eventually. The kids are gonna be. They're gonna. They're gonna add the roof. They're gonna fit figure themselves out 
on where they, they stand, but it's the foundation that the parents are and the, how they present themselves and the information that they teach them how to go out and, and, and learn that that's what they're going to be built off from that, that moment. Yeah. So when you're with your kids and you interact with them and you touch base with them and you talk to them and you say, Hey, you know, sex ed's coming up. This is what you need to know guys. Yeah. Okay. It's natural to feel this way as men to feel like you want to go out there and run around and whore yourself out. But be that, a complete Darren. Yeah, can be a complete Darren. <laughs> um, my my twin, the man whore, the uh, the uh, the the Hamiltons. But you you gotta teach them, you know, the path. You have to lay that groundwork for them to walk down that straight and narrow. So they, you know, I I much rather when I look back at raising my three sons and my daughter who's coming up behind them, I w- I worry more about the character of the men mm-hmm. of how they're gonna treat them treat the others around them, what they're going to do in society and carry themselves as as good individuals that know right from wrong. I care way more about that than the stupid GPA from the high school because the teachers aren't grading the work properly when they turn the work in. You know, I'm not stressing that my son's got straight B's. I'd much rather be able to let my son take the car keys and say, hey, bud, I trust you. Go out there. You know what you're doing. Yeah, you're not going to get man. into trouble. Yeah. I know you ain't going to go running the streets. I know you're not going out there slinging drugs. I know you're not drinking and driving. I, I know that you're going to carry yourself with the utmost respect with the opposite sex. I know that because we've instilled that into them, you know? So yeah, the parents got to be involved. Parents got to yeah. well, make the sacrifice and do that. So when it, so when it comes to predators and groomers, um, one thing that, they look for when they're grooming a child uh, is do they have a strong father, right? So if they, if they have a father who's, you know, kind of, well, it's whatever type thing, then their, their, their kids are at risk. If they have a father who they know is capable of putting hands on somebody for, for doing something they're not supposed to be doing, they will leave that kid alone. Uh-huh. Nine, nine times out of ten right so it's important for fathers like you said dark for, for them to be in the schools and show their face they need to know that these fathers are involved uh, with their kids lives and and parents need to talk to their kids more tell them to put down the devices and, and things like that and and get to know them get to know their friends and uh, they'll have that open channel of communication with their kids if something does pop up you know what yeah. I mean it's a big deal yeah that's like um you know, that's when Andrew Tate got arrested. Mm-hmm. I, I listened to him here and there. I didn't, never really paid too much attention to him. My sons would listen yeah. to him. And so when he got arrested, I said, man, let me see why they arrested this man. Because he got arrested mm-hmm. for some reason. I started listening. I said, oh, no. They had to arrest this guy because every all the programming that they were doing, mm-hmm. he was undoing every drop of it. Yep. With just talking trash mm-hmm. and running around smoking cigars. He was undoing all the programming that all those young men for probably the last two generations, the kids that are probably 15 to 25, well, I call them yeah. kids, but 15 to 25, he just unraveled all that programming. And yep. I was like, oh, yeah, they're going to try and kill this man because he's yep. just unraveling everything you did as one person riding around in Lamborghinis with pretty broads and flying on jets. I was like, oh, poor dude, they're going to try and whack him. <laughs> But yep, and he you know, and he knew it. He said as he much. He called it out. Yep. He said they're mm-hmm. gonna cancel me, they're gonna arrest me, and if that doesn't work, they're gonna kill me. Yep. He he knows the script. I mean, he the knows worst what they're thing they could to do. do was kill that man. Yep. Arresting him was a mistake. The worst <laughs> thing they could do is kill that man. You gonna more to him? Oh no, bro. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a whole generation that's gonna remember him. They're gonna have him on t-shirts. 
Yeah, and and the thing is too is man, we addressed that on the show after after it happened, and the the shameful thing that I saw because and maybe there is some conspiracy involved with it. Is he part of this? Is he part of that? Who knows, right? And we there's no way to know. Yeah. Um, but after he got arrested, and then they said the charges that he was arrested for, um, I was like, that I don't really buy that necessarily. But there were some people in the the truth community, the conspiracy community, that were like, knew it, start to finish, I knew it. I'm like, you never said that dude's name, and it was never associated with any kind of human trafficking or anything like that ever before until the same people that are telling you all this other crazy shit said that that's what they're arresting him for. And not a single person has been arrested off the Jeffrey Epstein flight log. So why do you think now all of a sudden they care about human trafficking? You're exactly. you're you're retarded if you believe that. Bro, you can yeah. look at that dude and see he don't need to traffic no damn women. Look yeah. at that man. He ain't yeah. got no well, traffic, just, nothing. Exactly. And it just came out recently that the two girls that, that said he uh was doing this and that with them, him and his brother, they were texting each other about the plan to set them up and maybe I should fake cry and this and that and uh but we also need to seem like we're, we're, we still want to be with them, but they did all these crazy things to us, right? So, yeah. and the Vox was, article that they exposed yeah. that the Vox um, audio release of what Andrew Tate was saying was manipulated. Yeah, and and see that's why we do our due diligence to give everything seventy two hours. Let's see what washes out. Yep. Right. Um, so I did think it was interesting that Andrew Tate kind of just exploded onto the scene, but you know I think Dark, you're onto something. When you talked about how he's got generations of these young kids' uh, attention. And I think once he started, you know, shaking the table a little bit, that's when they got to come down on him. Um, yeah. And like Big Country said, all of a sudden, everybody cares about human trafficking when everybody, including because celebrities are going hard on Andrew Tate, but not one of them is like, release the flight logs, right? <laughs> Where's the client list at? Exactly. Yeah. So. Nah, I knew he was a savage when I listened to him. I was like, damn, this dude, right? Damn, this yeah. dude is hitting on all cylinders. Whoa, mm-hmm. I got to listen to some more of this. Mm-hmm, and I'm yeah. 46 years old, and I know everything he's saying. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, yo, the way he's saying it and how it's packaged, and yeah. it's that pure, raw, no, bro, you a fuck up. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Right. And that's how, you know, that's how my uncles talk to me. That's how my dad talked to me when I was coming up. Like, yo, what you mean you upset over a girl? What you talking about? Okay, you're heartbroken. You got you got a couple cry for a little while. I'll hug you yeah. while you cry. Are you done? Yeah. Get up and go find another girl. Huh? Mm-hmm. Get up right now and get out of here. Go find somebody. And get up back on your feet. Get back on your feet and keep it moving. That's how I treat my son. So yep. it's and it's for a general for fatherless a whole bunch of fatherless men or men with weak fathers. Mm-hmm. You got that as an inspirational father figure. Oh, you building a pride of lions that's running yep. around devouring everything. Yeah, you got to, they had to try and do something to him. Yeah, yeah he's a absolutely. Um, as we get towards the end of the show here, I wanted to transition. I, I, I brought this up, but we were, we were kind of moving in a different direction. But um, this was a commercial that I heard um, the other day driving home from work. And I made a video about what they said real quick, and I posted it to our Instagram. So I wanted to play it here. Now, it's not the audio from the commercial itself, but um, it's representation of what they said. So um, this video right here. Oh, my gosh, hooligans. I just heard the wildest commercial on Spotify driving home right now. Commercial for life insurance. Oh, yeah. 
house. That's why I told my husband, we need life insurance. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I forgot. People just die suddenly. No cause, no reason. Just, oops, I died. They're normalizing death by the vaccine. It's fucking nuts. Wow. Whoa, whoa, wee, whoa, whoa. Wow. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, heard I, that I saw, you, you heard that commercial. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I was like, okay, what do you mean? Yeah. Your brother yeah, yeah. died she goes, suddenly. She goes, my brother just died suddenly, and I'm waiting for, like, of a heart attack or a stroke or a car crash. Nope, just died suddenly. Nope, just woke up now, dead. Now I don't know if that's a shot at, like, from the insurance companies, like, oh, we're cleaning up because fucking Pfizer put it on a T for us. You know what I mean? Or, or if they're really just like <laughs> a proverbial vaccine T. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's it, it was definitely strange. And my my favorite ones, I don't know if you've heard them out here, Chris, but they have like these little like like hip hop tune commercials where they talk about you making sure you get your booster. Yeah, and so you could protect your family and all this shit. I'm like, Man. I always hear it on the the country station that I have that I listen to all the time and it's always pops up and mm -hmm. it just pisses me off. I'm like, how can they, we're the only country that advertises. How we fucking still uh, advertising, too, but how um, we yeah, advertising yeah, yeah. this when people, I mean, have has anyone really looked at the death, like percentage of survival rate? They have, they don't care. It's fucking, <laughs> I'm going to live 99.999% of the time, but yeah, stick me in my arm for, for the sake of humanity, dude. Fuck me. <laughs> Bro, I knew it was some bull crap when they started trying to sell me. They said, okay, you take the vaccine to protect other people. Yeah. And at the first <laughs> time I heard that, I said, hold on, huh, bro, what? Yeah, you got to take it. I'm at the gym. And the guy's like, yeah, you know, you got to get vaccinated, vaccinated so you can protect me. Yeah. I said, sir, bro, it ain't my job to protect you, homie. It's your job to protect you. Exactly. Well, no, that's not how it works. I said, bro, are you listening to what you're telling me right now? <laughs> so I'm supposed to do something to myself, my body, to protect you. Yeah, I said, man, get up out my face. Get up out my face right now. Yeah. Get up out my like, face. That's like we tell Chris, put a condom on. I'm I'm heading out. So, yeah. You got my back, right? You I got throw, your back. Throw this I got your back. I don't I'll, I'll get wear... simplest. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's that we we played that clip on that that tavern tape that we did um, when we were talking about um, there was that debate uh, with Neil deGrasse Tyson, and he was on. I forget the guy's name that he was on the show. And Neil deGrasse Tyson was talking about there is a social contract that we oh. all agree to. And I said, no, there isn't. Yeah, I didn't sign Big up. Country's name is on, not on any contract to protect yeah. anybody except for my wife and our son. Yeah. I'd say my pit bull, but I think she'll do fine on her own. Yeah. But <laughs> she's a uh, tough girl. What do you mean that there's some type of agreement that I have simply by existing and living in a society? No. And the, the that extent I have of that social. Yeah, the extent of that social agreement is don't cough on me, don't sneeze on me, pick up after yourself, be hygienic when you're in public. If That's you don't, about it. If you don't feel good, probably stay home. Yeah, it has nothing to do with me going out and sacrificing my body, my DNA. Bro, over it's only some, it's some... only my body when I want to terminate a child. Exactly. In it. Yeah, that's Bro, that, that's when they give. Neil deGrasse Tyson is another dude never had an ass whooping. Yep. I'm sorry, he never Hell, had an ass whooping. Based on that haircut alone, you yeah, he never had ass. With him. <laughs> mm -hmm, I'm mm -hmm. sorry, he didn't grow yeah. up nowhere 
where he was bullied. He didn't grow up nowhere where people was like, hey, man, you, he ain't never had no ass. Nope. And Sometimes you what, need a bully. Yeah, bro, that, I'm going to tell you. I remember. Make um, bullying I, great again. <laughs> I sit on the board of a nonprofit called Save One Now, right? Mm -hmm. And this was about seven years ago. They started doing this anti-bullying thing. And so we had a board meeting. We got a real super duper rich donor. He comes in. He was like, "Yeah, you know, I want to put, uh, I want to put like twenty thousand dollars down because I think this bullying thing is a problem." I said, "No, it's not." He said, "What do you mean?" I said, "That's a, a rite of passage. Everybody should be bullied." He said, "Well, what do you mean?" I said, "Everybody needs to be bullied because it's called a part of becoming a man. Yeah. If you're not bullied, you're not going to become a man." I said, "You're going to be a soft, weak person." Yeah. I, I don't agree with it. I said, I know it's a way to try and quote unquote help the community, but it's going to do more damage than anything. Years later, now we got a whole bunch of softer kids that never been bullied. They can't handle anything. They need a safe space because they never got their butt whooped. And I'm sorry, bro. And here's another thing about the bullying. If you don't teach your kids how to, to vocalize or stand up for themselves, when a real bully comes in, they're not going to know what to do with themselves. I've seen some shit lately that, you know, these videos of these kids just getting the living dog shit beat out of them because they don't actually stand up and say no yeah. and, um, and punch back or fight back. And I, I was raised, you're going to take a lump here and there. Sometimes you're going to run into someone that's bigger and badder than you. But if you stand your ground, you hold true to your, um, your word, if you make it known, Hey, I'm not taking this. I'm going to, I'm going to push back. You're going to throw your punches. I'm going to get my punches into, I may take it that worst of that day, but I'm not going to take it. Just sitting there yeah. getting my ass kicked. They're going to move on to somebody else. If you stand up for yourself just a little bit, it takes even just a little bit of a pushback and that bully's going to go look for someone else. That's a weaker yep. target. Yeah, Cause that's the type of person they are. Yeah, if you, if you stand up for yourself, and you're not an easy target. They're going to move on because they're, they are, they in fact are the, the biggest pussies out there because they're going to go and target the weakest person in the room. Yeah. That's why if you carry yourself with some kind of demeanor of saying, yo, I'm not going to take that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to push back. You know, I I've never told my sons ever to go out and look for trouble, but they're always going to be ready for trouble. If someone came swinging on them, they're not going to sit there and ball up or turtle up and not, and just take it. They're going to fight back and they know, you know, they, they have a green light if they're to protect themselves or if they see someone else getting beat on like that to go and help them out, you know, and that's just the, the, the way I'm trying to raise my young men. Mm -hmm. so, it's not a doubt. Uh, now, Dark, we have, uh, getting towards the end of the show here, we have uh, sharing on screen your website, which looks like it's been newly renovated um, from the last time that I've seen it. Um, but what's going on over there at uh, imdarkwaters.com? Oh, man, it's been a whole bunch going on. So, um, like I said, like you see, the site has been renovated because the other site was ugly, so I did something more beautiful. Um, I just released four books on uh, Kindle. Uh, wow. One of them is called Shocking Bigfoot Encounters. Uh, the other one is called, um, I really see Jalaki Ranch, one of my most popular stories, um, terrifying stories from Native American reservations. And then the last one is called, uh, I forgot the last one's name, but it's a, it's a Bigfoot book as well. So, okay. um, release four books. I'm, I'm really plugging at, um, getting more content out in different ways, mm -hmm. um, because I have so much like just sitting around from conversations with people. So I'm not really starting to push it out. But if people want, when they join the website, they get access to all interviews, all eBooks, all stories, and then all my live streams where it's private live streams 
where people call in behind the scenes and we have these real intimate conversations. The last one we did got into spiritual warfare and um, this lady Robin called in. I call her Rebel Robin, but she called in, guys, and Robin was having this manifestations around her house. She had a legit manifestation of a Native American Indian like standing on her ceiling. So his head was down towards the ground with Damn. a glowing diamond in the center of his forehead. She sent pictures in and everything else. And uh, we started trying to do some pictures? prayer work for her. Yeah, we still have, Ooh, I still have them. Um, and bro, um, we do prayer work and it, all of it goes away and she leaves the house. And then she goes back to the house like a month later. And she's like, you know, it's it's worse. I said, of course it's worse. You know, well, what did I do? I said, I can't do nothing else for you. You decide you want to go back to the house, and yeah. you were out of it, and it wasn't bothering you. So now she's probably getting mollywopped over there right now. But yeah. it's, it's mm-hmm. good private live streams where you can talk about anything where there's no YouTube right. um, censorship, and we get into all kind of topics. Oh yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, Dark Man, I want to thank you so much for your time. This has been an awesome episode. As we went always. paranormal. Uh, we went into some uh, crazy stories that you had talking about the society that we're living in, right? Train derailments, vaccines. I mean, you name it, we hit it. Uh, it's it, This was an awesome episode. We want to appreciate you for so much for your time and what you're doing. Um, we'll have all of your uh, content linked in the description of this episode when it releases. Um, anything else you want to say to the hooligans before we let you go tonight? No, man, I'm just glad to be hanging out with you guys again. I really enjoy every time we have a conversation because um, you guys are, you guys have the ability just to, for the conversation to flow back and forth. And it's not like, oh, let's talk about dog, man. Like, I don't want to talk about <laughs> the dog, man. Like, yeah. it's real. What else do you want to know? So I love these type of conversations, man. It's it's more relaxing uh, and it, it's, it's free flowing and I love it. And I'm, I'm yeah. happy to spend time with your audience at any point in time to talk about anything. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. We'll, we'll get you back on and we'll get into some more of these uh, crazy stories that you have. And maybe we'll do um, a live show where we can get some people calling in and asking questions um, to you with all the knowledge that you have. And we'll definitely set that up in the future. But um, yeah, Dark Man, thanks so much for, for taking time with us again. We'll definitely do this again in the, in, in the near future. Um, but uh, that's it for this episode of Whiskey, Beer, and Conspiracy Podcasts. I have been Big Country. I'm Boy. And I'm Chris. And we'll see you guys on the next one. Take care.